to another episode of the YNK Podcast. Yeah! The podcast would like to welcome its very first NFL punter. He's got an iron foot and an even greater lap hog. He spent seven seasons with the Detroit Lions and now beginning his three-year journey with the Denver Broncos. Please give it up and make some noise for our good friend and fellow Steve, Sam Martin. This week on the YNK Podcast. Let's intro you. This is Sam Martin. Um, when did we get originally linked now? We were just talking out there like four or five years ago. It doesn't even feel like it. I think it's longer, dude. That's I want sickening. to say like 2014. That's sickening. Maybe. No, no, no way. Mm-mm, no way. I met Josh and Jeff in 13. And no I way. Feel like because I met you soon after. I was in LA. It had, I think it was 15. 15? Maybe 15. Because 2014, bef- we were torn, going crazy. I, I wasn't. I remember meeting you a little more established out here and I'd been living yeah. here. Living here. It, Maybe I think it was, 15. Yeah, I think it was 15. Either but way, nonetheless, it's sickening how it's fast time's going. Sickening, dude. But we got linked through mutual friends and we automatically hit it off. Um, had a, a hilarious conversation, I remember that night. He's a punter for the Detroit Lions. How long have you been there now? Seven. It's a long tenure, seven. sir. Talk about time, bro. It's a long tenure. I know. Yeah. Known you for most of that time, too. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. I, I, you were a second-year guy. One of the highest paid punters in the league at the time. I think you had just gotten a deal. That was 15. Yeah, that was happened. 15. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, us right. talking about it. That's right. But punters are people too, man. They are. Punters are they, fucking They do podcasts too. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pat, we were talking about Pat. Have you guys, you've gotten linked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat's, so the kicking, the NFL kicking world is a fraternity. You know? Yeah, it is. It's like, and he's even like though, the leader. Yeah, he's a, he is the face leader. of it. Yeah, he is the face of the movement mm-hmm. um, for the brand, right? I mean, yeah, that's his thing. Exactly. So, you know, he's, he's awesome. He was... I remember right when I got drafted, first one of the first tweets I saw was from McAfee. Congrats, welcome to the fraternity, or whatever like that. So mm-hmm. he's been like that to me ever since. Brotherhood. I, I know him. Yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, no, he's his podcast is freaking killing Booming. it. Booming, dude is killing he's it. He's another guy. That doesn't seem like he's trying. I mean, he's obviously magnificently busy. The guy's yeah. rocking and rolling. Yeah. Like he's he's on a path. That dude. no doubt. Um, but it seems effortless, and it's like. You know what I mean? It's just like kind of his calling. Dude, yeah. think about that. He he called it early. He called it kind of in the prime, right? He did. Was he, he, did. Still? he was still, yeah, he was just coming off a of Pro Bowl. Still elite. Yeah. Still elite. But that coming way. off a of Pro Bowl yeah. to, to dip out. And it it you know, it, it's to be said that he's not playing a high collision uh, you know, you're obviously not taking a Correct. bunch of hits. So those are usually the guys that like bow yeah. out early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yet to sit down with him. I've just texted with him, and we've ran into each other a few times, but like never sat down and picked his brain about it, really. But um, that was kind of a groundbreaking move in yeah. a sense. Like you know, it was s- probably like I don't think there's ever been bigger punter news in the punter realm. To yeah, be honest with huge. You. Yeah, a punting huge. boom. Um, from my understanding, and forgive me if I'm wrong on this, Pat, but he had he had bum knees, man. It just was okay. trying to play through it. But I don't think his it's it's uh, more so. I think. Well, I don't know. I don't want to speak for Pat, but he he's clearly found his calling. Right. Like, he's unbelievable what he's doing right, right. now, and he's an unbelievable punter. But, um, you know, it's just like one of those things. He just figured it out. Like, I think it's what he want to do, just kind of what we were talking about. Caught a wave. Yeah. Caught, Caught a wave. wave. Um, so we were talking about off camera a little bit, but um, for for the structure of this, you know, I was inspired by this book, Think and Grow Rich, where it's like this dude basically learned for years, about 15, 20 years, had access to this millionaire at the time it was in the 1900 early 1900s um i believe it was andrew carnegie hired this guy and he's like i'm gonna give you access to my entire network and you're gonna study them for the next decade you can go shadow them you'll have sit downs they're all aware um and i want you to create 
more or less a Bible of successful people. What do they what do they do? Okay. How do they react to things? How do they build their teams? What are the similarities? Yeah. What are the similarities in what they don't do? So, and he's like, I'm not going to pay you. And if you want to, if you're not going to take it because of the pay, then you're not the right guy for it. And this dude, Napoleon Hill, he did it. Ended up selling 100 million copies of the book. Um, Think and Grow Rich went on to no you know, shit. work for the president and be a, you know. You got to, I got to remind you, you have to send me some yes, books. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Wait, so. That's- so, so I, once I was reading that. Um, and I'm like, you know, kind of had a, you know, I've been meditating a bunch of shit and I like remember thinking, I woke up with the idea and I was just like, oh man, we should just do a podcast because, you know, like we were talking out there, I've talked about it on this a handful of times already, but we knew we were pumping the brakes on Mike Stud. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously I couldn't disclose that for a while and I knew we weren't going to, everything I was making was for Mike. Right. So we were saving it. Yeah. So I'm like, so this is a way, I, and I felt like I was losing a connection with the fans. I'm not going to be a YouTuber and be like, hey, here's our day. You know, yeah. like, we're going <laughs> to go prank people at, you know, Central Park. Like, you know what I mean? It's like one of these things where I didn't know where, and it clicked one day. I was just like, man, I have so many dope friends. And I was reading Think and Grow Rich at the time, and I'm like, that's that's the model, just in a modern, cool way. Yeah. But it's like, I have access to a bunch of successful people let's have conversations and people can be like, yo, cause real like, conversations, everything comes, everything comes together. And yeah. they're like, yo, there's so many similarities between all the successful people. No doubt. You know what I mean, so I want to, you can walk through it at whatever pace your kind of journey to the, to where you, you know, to getting to the league. I know your shit was very different because you weren't even fucking football. You weren't even a punter. Yeah. It's a little different, a little but you can walk this. through whatever, like tell me about growing up a little bit, where you're from, et cetera. I'll interject and we'll go from there. All right. All right. This is actually good because I feel like we skipped a lot even, of phases. I don't even of know our, I, our relationship. We just, ju- we just jumped to having a good. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like time. partying with this guy. Yeah. That's what we got. That's what it was. Like, yeah. Want to have a beer with that guy? Hell yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'm. I was born in West Palm Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to Atlanta. Raised in Atlanta. Played soccer my whole life. Mm-hmm. Basketball too. A little bit. I did. Um. Win. Uh. The Lions three point shooting oh, contest. Yeah? Were you a shooter? Yeah, I was a shooter. Yeah. Yeah, every now and then I hit the lane. Do you, you still know, play? No. You try to just stay out of fucking. Yeah, I try to. Yeah. Um, I've, as we'll get to eventually, I have some reason I'm very, I attract yeah. danger sometimes. We'll get so, there. So, yeah, we'll get there. So anyways, I'm a soccer player my whole life. Um, soccer family, two sisters, both played played soccer mm-hmm. in college. Um, and, and I was committed to play soccer. I had a bunch of offers to play soccer, and I committed my junior year. And the football team always was like, come kick, come mm-hmm. kick. I was like. Wasn't really feeling it, but at that point I was like, "Fuck it, I'll give right. it a go." I'm committed now. I got my scholarship. This in high school. Yeah, I was in high school. I got my scholarship. I'll go get this football thing. Mm-hmm. I'll go kick for the hell of it. Right. So, so first of all, I get there and they put me in a defensive jersey, like I was about to play safety. <laughs> that wasn't happening. So, quick, quickly stuck to the kicking. Called was, an audible. Yeah, called a quick audible. Mm-hmm. Put me over there on that field. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went straight to kicking. Mm-hmm. Field goals and kicking off. Not much coaching, not much direction. Just like screw it, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna give this a go. Mm-hmm. I was probably below average at accuracy. Didn't make many kicks, but I'd kick my kickoffs through the uprights every time. So I started getting some attention. And just I, off the leg power. Yeah, and I'm mind you, like sheer I, leg power. I had to be shown in the locker room. I got made fun of trying to put my pads in my pants the first day. Like so, I'm like literally. This is a whole new. <laughs> yeah, world just like to not me. a football guy. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It was, it was weird in the lo- It was all new to me. Yeah. So. Get um get some looks, 
uh, I start going on visits like to going on official visits to Auburn, UGA, and like these bigger schools. But you're committed already to soccer. Yes, so and they know these schools know that. And where did you? Where were you committed? Georgia State. So were they tripping? Like what the fuck are you doing, bro? No, they didn't really know. They didn't really know. So. Mm-hmm. Not cool. I like but that. Diversify. Yeah, you know, I'm like, well, this, if, if, at the very least, it's going to be a fun trip to Auburn or some shit. So right. I was on the field for these football games, you know, 70,000 people. Shit. I'm like in a lot different than my soccer invites to College of Charleston and, totally and all these small schools. So anyways, I'm like, I'm eating this shit up. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is tight. This is cool. So, I can get used to this. Yeah, I can get used yeah, to this. Yeah, playing baseball is the same thing. I went to Duke, but like, you know, going From on. Boston. Yeah, but yeah. like going to like like baseball, I comparatively to like, you know, what soccer is to football, baseball is to basketball in the sense of like, yeah, yeah. there's way more attention. So many people care. There's like that whole environment of like being a big man on campus. Yeah, you don't fucking get that being no. a Duke baseball player. You know, you likewise to like unless you're David Beckham. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and you probably wouldn't be going to those. You know, no. even playing. Right. Uh, you know. No, it was a nutshell. I had to like it was a nutshell kind of like I'd played. My whole life, that's all I like. Soccer was like 100% of my time. It was like school, or I was at soccer, was high school, or, or I played on the Olympic, the Georgia Olympic team, and then high school, and then the club travel team. So this it was like interesting, though. soccer player, bro. So I'm starting this, this new kind of at the same time, though, I'm kind of getting sick of soccer a little bit too, because that very a reason bit of a burnout, yeah, the, the definition of a burnout, pretty right. much. So, anyways, I give the football thing a chance on signing day. I had both, I ended up getting some offers. Um, App State was. I went up there on a visit, and they were the only one that actually ended up offering me a scholarship. Okay, so in the Appalachian Mountains, right? What is oh, that yeah. in North Boom. Carolina? Big baseball school. Yeah, kinda. good baseball program. Yeah, pretty we good. Played, we played them. Yeah, yeah, close. Not not too far. No, not far. Yeah. Raleigh, from right? where we were. Yeah, actually. Yeah, we're like two, three hours. It was Boone, North Boone. Carolina. The only reason yeah. I know that is because Stroman used to date a girl and went there. I know. I knew her. <laughs> Hildy. Yes. I used to. I used to get with her sister, Ida. You ever meet Ida? No, but I shout I, out Ida, man. Fuck, she was fly. <laughs> shout out Hildy too. Actually, yeah, yeah. I don't think she, yeah. I remember. I didn't know. I just knew she was dating some guy. Like we were kind of in the same circle, ran around. I just knew she, she dated some baseball player from, yeah, Duke, from Duke, and then I've put it all How together wild. since then. What a small world! I to tell you that too. Crazy. So you went to App State? Yeah, didn't know that. So I said, I said on signing day, I'm gonna do this football thing. But so you had a committal to you had committed. Yeah, to that Georgia. was tough. And like, was I was like, just gonna say, were there any stipulations there? No, like, I didn't sign anything yet. But oh, great! On so signing it was just like day, a verbal commitment. Like, yeah, cool. but they faxed over like papers for me to sign on signing you're day. Like, eh. Oh yeah, okay. I'm like, ooh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't so good. you went with we went with football, and you, what you had played one season. Yeah, I played one season, but and were you were you starting to ball? Like, you must have been pretty fucking good, or were you still feeling like you were mediocre? Eh, still just. Kickball far. Like yeah. That was my, the extent of Probably my Probably a great kickball guy. Talent. Huh? Yeah, good kickball guy. I was a kickball five-star. I was a five-star kickball guy. I bet, you, I bet you would be. You look like you got Back it. Back in the day. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It's like a mini game of baseball, kind yeah. of, but then you sprinkle in some soccer elements. There you go. You got it. I was the I guy that like you, you from like 200 yeah. feet away. Like. <laughs> I mean, designated kick guy. Yeah. Decent leg on me. Probably nothing like yours, but. Yeah, I bet you freaking ripped it, though. You're probably all-time pitcher. Yeah. I, could, I was pegging people all over the place. Yeah. 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 It is what it is. I had a short run, but it was a great. It was a great run. It was a good run. I'm thinking about maybe doing because baseball is like not one of those sports. Like none of these guys will play catch with me. Like none? it's one of those things where it's like if you played baseball, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you'd be like, cool, I could play. You know what I mean? I'll play catch with you. But if you didn't play baseball, like maybe you only played up to like tenth grade or even eighth grade that or something like that, it's a little. 
like when someone's throwing hard, it's intimidating. That they they, don't, they have no they don't they, have, they want nothing to do with it. So it's not one of those games where like, <laughs> oh, I could still go get pickup. You know what I mean? Run a pickup game easy anywhere. It's not one of those no, games you like can't. I can't find pickup baseball. I'm not no. going to join a fucking league. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's one of those things where I don't get to play. But we were just talking about it today for my album release party. I think I might do a little celebrity kickball game. <laughs> Do it, and just I'm there. Have all the athletes come out and just you know have have a beer pong, ping pong outdoor vibe. Just a whole before. party. I was like, it's funny you bring up kick. We somehow landed on kickball, but yeah, that was literally today. I was talking about that. That's how it happens. Yeah, but um, with with that being said, too, the reason why I stopped playing baseball was it was too slow for me, and I was scared shitless of the ball. Yeah, the ball sucks. I was jumping out of the. It would be like an outside pitch, and I was jumping out of the box. The ball sucks. We sound like pussies in front of Danny, but like, yeah, you know what I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> but guy. like this guy it's just one of those things where like getting hit with a baseball sucks no shit one Probably time was enough not even me. close to getting hit by a real nfl fucking full speed shit but well it's whatever ha- it's only happened to me a couple times but yeah you get everyone hey fish out of water you can i feel like fish out have of you had water. any bad last year moments last preseason i got bl- like depleted blindsided <laughs> fucked up wow. like yeah it was i felt it for a couple what happened weeks. bruised ribs or something or um, yeah, I had a, a bruised sternum. That's they thought I had a broken rib, isn't it? Slightly. Well, it's actually, like- actually, there was two instances. The one I'm talking <laughs> about wasn't preseason. It was against the Bears. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily dirty. It was not, it was it was not necessary, but it was. Yeah, he, he just, just wanted to jack you up. Yeah, he jacked and he jacked me up. Good shit. Yeah. Did it affect then, your kicking game for a little bit? We should, I'm gonna send you this picture. You can bring it up right at this point. Yeah, yeah. My rookie year, I ran a fake field goal. Oh man. And Cameron Hayward absolutely killed me. Killed me. So you've had fumbled two- on the one yard line. I almost scored. Oh my god! Big, big time. My that would have been your only touchdown. Yes, I know, dude. Fuck. I think about it today, yeah. but I got a really good picture of my feet above my head and the balls like over there. Yeah, we'll yeah. flash it. Yeah, it's we'll flash one. it. So now, are you saying that at what point in that decision making process were you like, I'm actually, I'm actually ready to be done with soccer? Like that's a, that's an interesting. There's a similarity already in in that like. There's something about being able to pivot that enables success. Meaning like this is your whole life. And think about, you know, I relate to that so much. I had a really drastic pivot from being a baseball player my whole life to being a rapper. Right. Like, the, you know, it was just very absurd. But even like to even like, you know, how old are you? 18? Yeah, something like 18? that. 18? To make that that pivot that early and just jump and do that is uh it's interesting that's you know yeah i mean the thought process really really to this day i don't i I don't i kind of wonder why it was like a weird transition plus i was going to app state and no single human there that was part of it too though like if i stayed in georgia i didn't really want to stay in georgia i kind of wanted to get away yeah so um but that that decision was was kind of like to this day i'm like shit obviously the best decision of my life but it's like yeah it's like what really caused me or provoked me to yeah. Like, like, no soccer. Let's randomly let me get on this bus to Boone, North Carolina. Crazy. And start kicking footballs. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I Barely mean, could put my fucking pads on. I was 20, 21, I think. Or maybe, yeah. I think 21 when I made a very drastic pivot. And I felt like Very fucking, drastic. I felt like a baby. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, when I think back, you know, it's partially because of what, what I do. But you guys experience this, too. You're playing games every day. It's very, for lack of a better word, uh, non-adult existence in the sense of like wake up, go to right. practice, go to yeah, the game, that's work where, out. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's work. And like obviously, what I do, you know, there's a lot of fuckery going on. I feel like I'm in college half the time still. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, but when I think about age and I think think back to then making a decision like that, 
it's wild to think about. I I, you know what I mean? Because I kind of j- just jumped at it, but it sounds like you did kind of similarly and like ran- just as randomly. Almost. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, and so it definitely crossed my mind, like what we just said, like, okay, maybe I go to the MLS, maybe. Right. But like, I'm not going playing in Europe. I'm not like making it, making it. So I was like this, uh, allegedly I have an NFL strength leg, mm. you know, maybe this is this is my my ticket type right. thing. So so it also wasn't like a, I love I love this kicking thing. This is awesome. I want to, I'm gonna do this forever. Right. It was just kind of like I think if I put some time in this, I might be good at it. Right. Yeah. So at what point at App State did you start to be like, oh shit? Well, this is they're here to talk about another pivot story. This is I was actually gonna tell you this. Yeah. The uh, so I get there as a kicker. I was a kicker, and I was the first scholarship kicker App State has brought in. Like it was kind of a big deal in in Boone. Right. So I uh, <laughs> big boy Boone. Boone man. Yeah. So. I go in there. I like expectations to start as a, as a as a freshman, blah blah. And I go in there, dude, and lay the biggest egg. I'm like I'm like hitting linemen on field goals, like PAT is like, wow. They're like, what the fuck? Wow. That coaches. I, 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 I did so you get the yips a little bit? Were you well, like- this is what really happened. As a soccer player, I didn't really work out at all. So I'm in there in this strength program now, and like I can't sit on the toilet, and I'm like lining up to kick field goals. Crazy. Yeah. So it was a kind of a lost cause, but I realized so the guy I was going to competition with was a senior walk-on guy. It was pretty fucking good, actually. Uh-huh. So he starts that year. I get redshirted. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Why am I here? Wow. Why am I kicking? I thought about transferring, playing soccer at that point. Like, what a waste of my time. That guy ended up being, like, really good, like All-American. Or no, wow. he was a junior, so he had one year left. So they were like, Sam, if you want to play, you have to learn how to punt. So I hadn't even punted yet at this point. Oh, you're a place kicker. I was a place kicker. Wow. So I'm like, interesting. Well, fuck. So then it was like kind of another pivot. And I was like, shit, I've never done this. And now I've like committed. It was part my, of you like, I, I want to get the fuck out of here? Yeah. I went Boone's, through. Boone's out there. It is. It is. It is out there. But I, I, I like Boone. It's, it's a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. I mean, it's yeah, it depends. Like, personally, you might love it. You know what I mean? It's but, in the cut, though. But to for go sure. somewhere foreign. Yeah. You know, that's obviously not a huge change from Georgia, like climate and vibe. But like, Still, I mean, yeah. it's out there, and then to go and have your plan kind of go to shit. It was to shit, literally. I had, I was like, why, why am I here? You know, whatever. Thought right. about transferring, giving up on the football dream that I had for like a cup of coffee. Right. And uh, but then, but then I said, <clears throat> fuck it, and I and I started punting and kicking it a mile. But like, no, not, it took me a minute. Like I was ass <laughs> until like my senior year. I literally, if you look at my stats, like in college, it's shit, shit, shit. And then my senior year, I was all American and got drafted. Wow. It was like. Holy shit, this happened. That's it, wild. Yeah. That's wild. It happened I mean, I don't even, it's hard. I have no gauge on on punter, you know, punter trajectories. And like, are there guys who are just like unbelievably highly touted? I feel like it's like a position where really only matters that last year. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not it's like, like a super how, highly touted position where you're no, like, it's, this guy's the best kicker. He's going right to the lead. You know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. It's like I don't even know. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's pretty, that's pretty right. I mean, it's it's really hard. Like God, teams miss drafting kickers all the time. Like guys would be like miss one kick their whole college career and then get drafted in the fourth round and mm-hmm. and get cut like halfway through the season. Wow. Yeah. So it's super hard to predict in that and sense. Punters are punters getting drafted? It's like one to three a year, zero one, to three a year. I guess sometimes. Yeah. It is. It is crazy. It is an unbelievably like in the NFL, especially just as as a consumer. It's wild when you have an incredible punter though. What it what it does. What it does to like. There's a lot of hidden yardage for sure. Yeah, yeah so like people what, don't get it. What it does to just game flow and like you know no obviously doubt. field position battles and shit like that. It's wild. So sure. now you graduate on time and you're what? It's it's a roll of the dice. You go start trying out. 
how did it how does it transition to actually landing on a roster like the from punter from graduating at, at uh app state yeah What's the process there from getting into the league? Uh, well, I didn't get invited to shit. Like, I went to no combine, no anything. I just started getting a bunch of workouts. So I had, like, I had, I forget how much, like, 15 workouts as a punter out of App State. Yeah. But it was really because I got invited to nothing. So teams were like, okay, we're going to at least check them out. Right. So I got a lot of traction quick um, in that sense. And then I had good workouts. And then it's pretty much what you just said. It's like what just like, boomed off at the right time. Yeah, exactly. And what, right to Detroit? Yeah, right to Detroit. We talked about this. Yeah. It's about when you when you mentioned, I think you mentioned it, and especially in regards to being a punter, that position, you want to come in with your you want to stay with your native team, like the one that is that something you were saying? I want to say you were telling me at dinner about this. But I think was, most players, for the most part, like it's you, you want to play like that's that's like would right. be a cool feat. Got to be one of the team. longer tenured. I mean, Stafford's been there for a minute. Yeah, uh, you're one uh, of the longer tenured Lions guys, right? Yeah. Seven years. Yes, yeah, it it's really hot in here. Is it? Want to just text down to Blue and um, have him turn on the air? Um, one of the, are you hot? I'm yeah, hot. I'm hot. Yeah, it's also these lights. For that's what I just figured. Um, but uh, fuck it, it's a sweat box. In Let's go. <laughs> um, but uh, that's turn how we, that's how we really get down to the real nitty turn gritty conversation. Start sweating, sweating like you out motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but uh, what the fuck were we just talking about? Longest yeah. tenured punters. Are you? Uh, oh, and the Lions? Not, not on, well, yeah, just on the team. Yeah, Mulebach, who's year 16, is a long snapper. And then Stafford just finished 11. Yeah, and then and then me and then Slay, the same class as me. I've, you were telling me Stafford's the fucking man, huh? Stafford's the man. Just so we just went down there. Uh, he lives in OC, down in, in Laguna. We just went to dinner with him for his birthday. Yeah. 32. He's got big boy bread, too. Big boy bread. Yeah. Not that punter money. It's yeah. Like QB money. Long money. Long money. Yeah. What do you sign for? Like 60 or something like that? 50? I don't know. I think it's like 27 a year or something he's he's working with. Sheesh. Steph. Sheesh. <laughs> Send me some of that, guys. No shit. Um, man. Quarterback oh. money is like, I think. It's like pitcher money. The next dude's about to get, I think Mahomes is probably, someone's going to get 40 soon. Mahomes is a monster. Yeah. Is he, when you guys. We'll talk about it. But when you guys watch him, is he like for me? I'm not. I don't watch tons of football, but it seems like he's the most dynamic guy I've seen in a long time. Just playing that position, yeah, like no it's, doubt. It's not even like a quarterback. He yeah. throws like a shortstop half the time. Yeah, like, I'm just I'm I'm commenting as it's just a fan. He's yeah, insane. He's a beast. Yeah, he's insane. And what? Super young, like 23, four, 24. 24. Yeah, crazy. Beast. How old are you now? 30 next week. Oh, we. Wow. Yeah. Hey, we, Pat, you're having a 30th birthday as well. Are yeah, you guys combining? What are we doing? What, the, what, the, what are we Let's doing? Let's have a shenanigan. Here? At the ranch? You know I'd host you in a second. Been trying to get you over here for a while. I know, dude. Came through late night one night. Just one night. Just stopped by. Just in the area. Just paying respects, up. really, more than dude, anything. It's, it's, a, it's a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. It is. Out in the, wait, Palisades? Yeah. If I just live, I live west, super west. Yeah, you're so, out there. Well, it's a pretty drive. It is. You're PCH living right now. PCH living. Um, now, when you feel like, when you look at your career now and, and where you are, we'll slow down and go back to some shit from, from you know, growing up. Yeah, but yeah. Where do, you, uh, where do you rank? I mean, when you look at football and, you're, and the role it plays in your life, you know what I mean? Like, how attached to, are you to the game still? And like where, when you look at it now from an objective standpoint, do you want to play for another five, six years? Do yeah, you wanna, yeah, you for sure. Fire. Yeah. So I had, well, for, I've always wanted to do at least 10, you know, that's kind of just a personal goal. But, yeah. um, you know, I had a few years ago, I had, I had a bad injury that like derailed me kind of from what like, was it? 
I had an accident in the Bahamas. That's what I was saying. I, I got to be careful. I can't even. I stay away from basketball courts. I was I was snorkeling. I don't know if is this is this. I, I can tell this story now, right? Yeah. I mean, either way, no matter what, let's talk about whatever, and then you guys could be like, cut off, cut okay. this out, whatever. Well, I never really I like dodged media about it forever, but right. it's whatever at this point. Fuck it. Um, I was snorkeling in the Bahamas, like it's totally harmless. We we're mm -hmm. conch diving, and um, conch conch shells for with it's like nine a.m. We're on a boat with the captain. He's right. gonna cook the food. So down swimming up from the bottom of the of the ocean with conch with conch shells in my hand, I dropped one, and as it was going down, I kicked it, and it just sliced me open. So thought wow. it was thought it was just a cut. Go to this. We're in like north of Luthra, like middle kind of nowhere island. Where? Where? Where about? In the Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah. So their 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 clinic was a trailer, which you had to call a number on for a nurse to come. So she comes and she stitches me up like no big deal. So I take I I go wake up the next day and it's like this, this is off season obviously. Yeah, this was right before fucking camp, dude. This was right after my best season, right after I got my big contract. Like mm -hmm. everything was going. I had an awesome off season. Like I was ready to go back and like have an unreal 2017. Mm -hmm. Boom. So anyways, ends up being really serious ligament damage. I have to get fucking surgery. I miss half the season. Yeah, miss half the fucking season off from it. Wow. Yeah, so then I came I back. I want to say this is right after this is after the season after I had met you originally. So what year was this? Yeah, this was I think I met you right around 2016 season. This yeah. is right after that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So you missed half a year off that. Missed half a year and came back and wasn't you know it's like Wasn't I missed it? so much time then right. I get right at the game and it's just hard to it's hard to replicate so I sucked that whole year and then really you know I haven't until this past season it's like been a steady climb to try to get back so like to answer your long story short I'm like feel like I'm just getting started again you know what I'm saying that's a great like, feeling yeah to yeah have. I feel like I'm just now starting to come back to where I was it's a great feeling to have I mean and it's also like I said a position that could go. You could play for another decade. Right. You, know you just got to stay fucking healthy. Stay nice yeah. and limber. Yeah. Right. You you mentioned when you started working out and lifting, your form, you know, your kicking form kind of went to went to shit just based off your body being what stiff and tight and not, not well, as limber. Well, that's that's specifically was just because I didn't never lift. So right. I was just sore as hell. Yeah. But no, so I don't you lift. You you. I see your workouts now. You post. You do like I do like bands resist a lot of resistance. Yeah. Like training. But your what main focus is staying on the limber side. Yeah, leg your, speed typically yeah. emphasize over strength. You know, think so, of like a rubber band. Like if you have a super loose rubber band, right. it's not going to shoot very far. But if you have like a tight one, it's it's going to like whip faster. Yeah, it's kind of I think of my my honestly, my... bro. It's what that's that's when you say rubber band. It's it's exactly how I felt about my arm when I before the injury, I was I had an elastic arm. It was just like I kind of threw unorthodox, you know, but. And just went to, I was from Rhode Island, so not, I wasn't nationally or highly, super highly touted. Started throwing hard right towards the end, signed with Duke, and then balled that freshman year. And had on, like, yeah, like threw, didn't really even like throw like super smooth like pitchers. I was like super aggressive, but my arm was very elastic and, right. had, and the ball would move all over the place, you know? And then once I had the surgery, I remember when I had the surgery, I wasn't even down. I was like, I wasn't even worried because, you know, Freshman year, say, you know, for baseball in college, if, if you could get drafted right after freshman year, I would have went. But you, after you engage in a college baseball, you have to play three right, seasons. Right, right. So sophomore year was a wash anyway. It didn't really matter. It's about junior year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. draft year. 
So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to come back throwing harder. Some guys do with Tommy John. Right. Like, you know, you hear a lot of stories about it. Because they rehab so yeah, much. Yeah, and I always felt like I was I was very athletic for a pitcher. Pitchers aren't always highly athletic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they just throw hard type shit. So I was like, you know, I feel like I should even be throwing harder, you know? I wasn't terribly a hard thrower. I just had, like, a few great off-speed pitches and things. And um, But, dude, my elasticity, <laughs> I, I trained, like... When I talk about you know, when we talk about don't try, I was trying so right. hard, trying to perfect my. You know, you have so much downtime, so I'm in the mirror. They're doing fucking mirror drills with my bro. I used to get up on the mound and just fucking throw it, right, dude, and throw it by people. Like, just didn't even worry about it. You know what I mean? Just whatever. Like, competed. Yeah. Where I had this free time, first time I'd ever been injured, and it was a long injury, so it's like 12 to 16 months. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things where I was like cool, I had all this free time. I'm going to perfect my mechanics. You know, uh, I'm doing every rehab. I'm like, you know, just very optimistic. Yeah, of but course. bro, the, the arm never had the elasticity again. And I almost feel like the downtime of the injury, I had never dealt with downtime where I'm just kind of thinking and watching everyone else play. Dude. You know what I mean? And I kind of exactly. wanted, wanted to get into this with you. You know, you touched on it. Like you still feel like you're climbing back from that injury. Dude, I can... As I look, you know, as I've gone through my mental growth, you know, and just working on myself and diving into mentality a lot more, I was pretty just, just like tough nose kid just from how I was raised and shit. Mm -hmm. But my mental, you know, I was mentally strong, just was could challenge people and stuff. But I feel like I lost that in that time where I, you know, was sitting around and just thinking about when I get back, you know, and it was. It was uh it was an interesting thing, but as I look back, I wonder how much of my failed recovery was mental. I Dude. do because I remember real. getting very confused once it wasn't coming out like I was throwing like eighty five versus mm -hmm. like and I'm like what you know what I mean and I couldn't figure out why and then I'm thinking about and it I'm in the mirror yeah. practicing and I'm like this shit that's is exactly totally that's different. exactly how I like diagnosed my situation like. By last this not this season one before the year after I came back from that injury, I I was I had the best like I was in super shape I was like everything was going just accordingly I was ready for the season I still had a pretty like a disappointing season for my standards, mm -hmm. and then this year I went in this year we're like okay I need to stop trying to fucking punt like just go punt like just do like I some of my best punts you know I'm not even I'm just catching yeah, it and just kicking let it, it fly you know it's like the preparation don't try. yeah don't try. The, that's what you do the preparations for, right? right? So it's like, so you don't, your you body do the work, just so you go out and get in flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I finally figured that out. You know, it took me a little bit of time, and and I just, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about. So right how now. far are you removed from that injury now? That was 2017. So, so about two, two and a half two seasons full, yeah, since then, really. Yeah, yeah, two yeah, full but, seasons. Yeah, two full seasons. Yeah. It's interesting, man. It's, yeah. a, it's an interesting thing because it's like, you know. I've got, you know, as I, I talked about a little bit with the mind, like, I wonder, I, I remember thinking, you, you know, getting very wrapped up in the mental side of it and like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We're very befuddled, kind of confused where I never was before. Now, do you feel like when you went out, you went out there, you were just kind of more mentally like overthinking yeah, the actual like process? Yeah, like my steps are long. Yeah. Get your drop up. Same shit, shit like that. I'm like, same thing. And then you're looking at where my foot landed on the mound, like, oh, yeah. I never used to think about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like such when, a huge part of it, dude. Yeah. Especially in it's any, when it comes to anything technical, you know, like, right. like that punting as far as football goes is one of the more technical like positions. Right. 
So it's like majority of it, there's tons of guys who have fast, strong legs. You know, a lot of it is just, you know, is in your head. Right. Figuring that out. Right. Now, I mean, Detroit's been what, living there for seven years. We had a, we had ourselves a few good nights out there. A couple good nights. In, the fuck's and, the name and, of that place? And Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta. And, and Scottsdale. Shout out Big Sky. Shout out Big Sky. Shout out Big Sky. Man. Rosenberg's going to love that. Man, had us a time. Great time at Big Sky. You know who else I took to Big Sky? McAfee. He, we, it, big McAfee's a Big Sky guy. He, he liked it. Yeah, he, he, he. I'm gonna make that shirt, Big Sky guy. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'll make shit. it for us. Perfect. I'll make it for us. I'm pretty sure he shouted Big Sky out on his on his podcast. What too. a time! Yeah, there's a, there's a special little twinkle in the air out there in Atlanta. What, what is that? What is that Buckhead. area called? Buckhead. Yeah. Special little magic fairy dust in there. Tell you what. A bunch of tangs running around, all different flavors, shapes, and sizes. <laughs> I tell you what, Buckhead's a special place. Yeah, it is. It's a special place. I mean, it gets me going when I just think about it. I've been to so many fucking... I mean, we live in LA, and everyone's like, man, what's it like? Oh, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, crazy shit happens. And yeah. like shit that you used to think was cool, like, hey, we ended up at Drake's house, and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to have a ratchet-ass time, have a great time, end up with a few tings, see where it goes. You hey. know what I mean? Where, hey. where what I'm saying is, like, bar scene... Bop around the bars, don't have a huge plan, don't need a table. We're not going to stand around a crowd table and look at everyone else like, are you guys having fun? Are we having fun? Right, right. Me, you, him. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not a club guy, really. No. Like, I'll go, if I'm in a ratchet ass mood, I'll go and we'll go, we'll go ham. Yeah, but sometimes it's, it's necessary. It's very limited. You yeah. know what I mean? Where I don't find myself like itching to go to a club really much. And that's really the main vibe here. You could go down to the water. Um, it's partially our fault. Because we don't go down to the water, like down yeah, to the west. You got to get like, over there more. That's more up my alley for sure. Yeah. But, you know, with my ex and, you know, Josie and like that whole group of, we just merged friendship and, you know, like yeah. uh, that, like she grew up in the LA nightlife that, shit. That, so like I got very plugged into that and just all of that, they'd end up coming over here. So we're super tight. So it's one of those things where I, you know. A lot of our friends live in that who's who. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there'll be people here with fucking 50 million followers and I don't even know. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, this is where everyone is. Right. But I don't give a fuck about any of that. Nah. You know what I mean? And no no shade to any of them. We have a blast. And most people, honestly, the reason we call this crib the ranch, like, people come here. It's the only place that's not like an L.A. vibe. Come play. The door's open. It's a ranch being in the friendly, middle of L.A. Like, no one's like, you know what I mean? And we're yeah. playing a beer pong and trying to get as drunk as we possibly can. So that's um, the story. That's the story behind the ranch. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we act like farm animals yeah. here, man. It's the, the funny thing is, it's nothing like a ranch. <laughs> it's no, like a modern it's not. It's a beautiful, nice house. <laughs> it's a modern Don't house. let the name fool you. Man, I would love it to be a ranch. You know, I love modern vibe, but like, hopefully I end up on a ranch someday. A legit somewhere. ranch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know how, where did, do we know where the ranch, we just started calling it Stevenson Ranch. I don't know. Um, it makes sense. And, yeah, we, oh. we didn't even know. So so obviously the Steve thing, we called him one Steve. Uh -huh. um, and we didn't even know. I think we were just fucked up here one night. We are like, Stevenson Ranch. And we started and calling it Stevenson Ranch. And then we realized very quickly that there's a town like an hour from here called Stevenson Ranch. I actually had a guy on the podcast from there, a baseball player. But he's like, yeah, everyone thinks you live out there. <laughs> Wait, did you have him out of here just because he's no, from no. there? No, no. It was actually the kid Hunter Green I told oh, you about, oh, like yeah, LeBron yeah. of baseball. Yeah, super yeah. talented dude. Had no idea. I'm literally wearing a Stevenson Ranch shirt. He's like, dude, I'm, I grew up in Stevenson That's Ranch. That's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty, this house has become fairly legendary just because of like 
post and the friends I have. Dude, this house is it runs late. Legendary. As you've seen. Yes. Um, before you get the fuck out of here, we gotta have us a night. It's the off season. Oh, that's guaranteed. Yeah. Um, guaranteed. You need to come out you come out my way. Your crib's a vibe. You sent me cool some vibe, pictures dude. and shit. It's great, man. It's yeah, awesome. I got to come out and catch a little peaceful vibe out there. You need to, bro. It's, yeah. I see you're on those vibes lately. I wanted to get into this a little bit with you. Um, being, uh, you know, growing up in Florida, I really have no idea. I'll take a I'll take a Bud Latte. Thank you, sir. Everyone give it up for Danny Amendola. Bud Lattes. Thank Danny's you, Danny. coming on right next. Thank you, sir. These guys are really, these Detroit Lions are really a team. They come over to, my first team. We do everything together. My first team arrival podcast. I love that. <laughs> and they're down to wait it out and do a one-on-one. I love it. All um, about it. I wanted to get into this a little bit. Um, you know, I can't, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, but growing up in Rhode Island, just speaking from my experience, it's a very East Coast, uh, and we're not down in Florida by the water, you know what I mean? But it was a very East Coast, like, rough, in the sense of, like, don't be a pussy, you know what I mean? And, right. like, we play, we play sports, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and uh, everything is about your environment and your programming and what's normal and what's deemed cool and acceptable and shit. But I remember you fought if someone said shit to you. Mm-hmm. You try to kick everyone's ass in every sport, try to be the best, you know what I mean? There wasn't really an artistic side um, my parents are very open-minded people and for people who never left Rhode Island till they were like in their thirties or forties, it's fucking nuts That's to nuts. think about. Yeah. So it's actually incredible how open-minded and cultured they are given those circumstances, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but you know, coming out here and just like this wave we've been talking about and just introducing spirituality or just seeing things, looking at things from a wider perspective, like my whole life I was tunnel vision. You know, uh, can't, I, I'm going to make it to the big leagues. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be the first. You know, like I was from Rhode Island, and it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny place, you know, not even a baseball climate, really. So it's rare. Yeah. But I always had this huge chip on my shoulder, tunnel vision, bro. My whole whole family revolved around, let's get Mike to practice. And you know what it's I mean? It's all like, about baseball. I, I, I would crush it in school. Like, I'm, I'm definitely... I wasn't a great student in the sense of like, ah, I love learning and sign me up for the fucking extracurriculars. You know what I mean? I was just like, I, you know, I knew it was whatever reason I knew I had to compete on the academic side because one baseball isn't a huge money scholarship sport. Right. So I ended up getting a full scholarship, but it was, it was half athletic, which is really a full baseball scholarship. They only offered halves. And then still for me, my parents to pay 30K, like wouldn't yeah. have been fucked. You know what I mean? And Duke, so yeah, Duke. This, I got into the fucking, luckily, I, you know, I'm great. I was a good tester and did probably overachieved academically. But my point is I had this tunnel vision goal thing where I was just like, I wasn't really looking at life on a bigger scale at all. It wasn't even, th- you know, and I, that comes with age too. Like that comes with experience and age. So it's, it's, it's obviously like, yeah, you know, like every kid isn't thinking how they're thinking when they're, you know, 30. Right. So, but my question to you is like, when you look back at your upbringing, um, and you've obviously broken out of your town and went on to travel, you know, and play, play a professional sport. So it's obviously like you made it, you made it out, you know what I mean? Right. Where a place people probably don't often make it out and go on to do bigger things. At least... Definitely for Rhode Island, yeah. but small well, town similar Florida. Small town. It's yeah. similar to smaller town school in Atlanta where I grew up. So like high school and stuff. Oh, yeah. Born in Florida. Born in Florida, yeah. Okay. But they, uh, 
one other girl, Kelly O'Hara, she's national soccer team player, and and she's she made it out, and right. she's a beast. She's, she's a beast, yeah. But no, I mean the the my little town I'm from, and Pat's from also. Is what town is it? Peachtree City, Georgia. It's the dude. It's a cool ass little town to grow up. So mm-hmm. Anywhere, anywhere you can take a car, you can take a golf cart. There's golf cart paths. Just That's the, the hardest town. shit ever. So yeah. it's like a tiny place. So like before you have your license, you're we're whipping around golf carts. It's a really, tiny place. Yeah, it's pretty small in relative sense. Yeah, mm. but um. So there's definitely an element of that to it. I don't really know, you know, like I grew up with two sisters. So, you know, I was the youngest and I had two older sisters. So it wasn't as much of, if anything, I was getting beat up by chicks rather than me beating up. Oh, they were, they were yeah. tough? Yeah, no, they they weren't tough, but we are just aged up. <laughs> we're aged enough to where, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I think that probably had a lot to do with, you know, whatever, whatever I am now and yeah. what I'm about now. I th- you know, I think my sisters play like a huge role in that. I mean, growing up, I had a sister. That's all I had. But I mean, I, my dad was very much my sports guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, coach the team, would help coach the teams and practice. And yeah, shit. yeah. Now, were you your parents the same? Were they? No, my my dad was big sports nut, and so we were all soccer. We were a soccer family, mm-hmm. but he not never coached. But he was like, yeah, that guy. Did like, he play? Yeah, he played. He played soccer and and baseball actually growing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but never never like pros or anything. And what was mom like? What is mom like? Mom's uh was the caretaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She still doesn't I don't think she knows what like offsides in football is still. But she's at all the games, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that kind of mom. They come out to the games in Detroit? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, they come They to don't miss them? It's fucking They adorable. come to every home games and, and then uh um, My parents will be this are the same. Yeah, and then if a couple of away games they'll hit they'll hit also. Um now just getting into like ideology wise now, as you've gotten older, uh, you you'd still live in a very a bubble esque lifestyle, you know For what I mean? Sure. Like you think about, like I talk about this with athletes. We were just all the talking time. about this, yeah, and we'll, we'll get into it. But like, do you feel that that bubble bursting with your experience and like you're kind of wanting to look around and, and expand more in the sense of like how you're seeing things, or are you just still, you know, tunnel vision? No. I mean, obviously you, you have to be to be at a play at the level you guys play at. No, professional. no, professional. I know you're. I know what you're asking. Me and Pat were just talking about this. Like, why all of a sudden? Like sometimes you just have you, know, you wake up and you're just like not in that mood, or right. like. You have all, you're always worrying about shit or anxiety or whatever. It's like, why the hell all of a sudden? Or do we like like five years ago, we were t- totally carefree, didn't give a shit about anything. Like, and it's obviously with age you have responsibilities, but yeah. like, why? Why when you're younger did you you could cope, you could deal with it without consciously dealing with it? And now you get older, it's a good question. You get more wisdom. You think you'd be able to handle shit easier, but it's like seems like it's more and more. There's a there's a term ignorance is bliss. Yeah, that like applies in the sense of like like you just said. Once you start figuring shit out and maybe learning how much more there is to life, and start thinking about life on a bigger scale outside of winners practice and got to punt this fifty yards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you start start looking around and like shit. You know what I mean? Where when you're a kid or not even a kid but younger and just going into adulthood, you're still kind of like rocking and rolling in that little bubble. Like everything's still so fresh. Exactly. You know what I mean? But you're in seven years in yeah. this routine. Yeah. And, you know. You started like, what else? What else? You know, what else is yeah. there? And that was like the, a handful of books that we've I, we've both read. Like The Power of Now. That was the first mm-hmm. one that like I first like, mm-hmm. I'm going to explore a little bit. My grandma's super spiritual lady. Like mm-hmm. she sent me the four agreements and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's like. Five years ago, I didn't need to. I didn't need to read the power now. Like right. so, what? Like, it's see, that's like, interesting. You say that though. That's so. That's very interesting. You say that because I felt that same way when I started getting into it. I was like, 
oh, I'm being a bitch. I gotta fucking read this to like think and uh, think clearly and, sure. like, un, and and be happy. Yeah. And like, you know, like I got like when I first got into it, there was a like a gut programmed uh like there's something wrong with you. Denial. Like, yeah, yeah. There was like a programmed like Oh, that's why you got to do that, bro. That's whack. Like, you're, mm-hmm. don't be soft. You know what I mean? Like, that, I was programmed in that sense, you know, coming from an athlete background. It's like, you just, like you said, you never really find yourself feeling like you need to do any of that. You're at a, you're playing, you've achieved a dream. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, right. There's something to be said, though, when you achieve a dream that not many people get to. You know, like, there's a very small percentage of people that, like, I had a dream and I went and achieved it. Right. To the, 10th degree and you probably feel like you have a lot more to do but think about it think but, about the percentage of people that you know want to play in the fucking professional sport and you had the tunnel vision on it's like all you know it's all you're working towards and like thinking about right but there's something to be said about that realization mm-hmm. when you seriously when mm-hmm. you when you're like oh fuck i got everything or not maybe not everything but like right i get it wow like i got everything i wanted <laughs> and that was part of it for me I got everything I wanted and I still would have these days and these funks and these um, waking up in bad moods and, you know, life happens. Right. But you realize, like, that was part of it for me. Um, there's a pain, you know, you feel the pain of like, oh, wait, this doesn't fill up the hole I have. Like, the, you know, like being a human being, there's there's just suffering that happens mm-hmm. no matter what. There's pain that will come and will go, you know, there's a yin and yang and I believe in that so much. But you really like, dude, you know... It's hard for people. They're like, dude, what are you? How are you in a bad mood, bro? You're a mil- you make millions of dollars to play a game, or like, you know, yeah. like these people because yeah. they haven't they haven't ever had a, written down a dream and then went and did it. You know what I mean? And there's that. It's kind of scary. It's it's or rattling. It was rattling for me when I was waking up in a house I you know I dreamed of and had everything going the way like I never would have thought any of this would happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking myself in the mirror and just not not really under like ashamed that I I wasn't in a good mood and I was feeling down and it, the old me would have been like dude slap the shit out of me like wake right. up bro you yeah. know so it's one of those things where like it's a it's a rattling perspective thing and that's kind of what pushed me in the direction of like going into it I didn't have anyone in my family very spiritual. Um, you know, religion was never a th- of an element to our family, but like, um, very loving family, but never really thought about like life or like, a, you know, yeah, existence, existence or any like of that shit. Purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, it's one of those things where like the hardships, the hardships, and kind of what I always talk about. Our podcasts always land here, but it's like the hardships of of life are kind of like the most beautiful points of growth you know what i mean and where i where i felt like i got pushed down this direction was when i well the first time i experienced anxiety first time i experienced you know sadness for extended Mm -hmm. periods of time was going through a up and down relationship and obviously we talked about it we can get into a little bit but like the first time where you know I, i was i was actually going through like months of being in a funk never had happened always super happy kid and i was like slightly ashamed like how the hell did you all this like good what? stuff going on and you're and this is when you get sad like yeah. it was one of those things where you know it really was like yeah it's perspective just like, shifting i was just gonna i was just gonna say like that's like the first thing that i think of when i when i think about this is like perspective mm-hmm. like how are you gonna look at it right like, like 
and it's easier said than done. Like you can you can tell yourself you're looking at something one way a million times, but are you really? You right. know, like so I think perspective is definitely like the the first. Now, do you, you know. are you feel where are you now as far as headspace? Do you go? Do you? I kind of want. I kind of missed this. I, I ranted, but your initial point about like, oh man, I two year four years ago I didn't need to read this to feel good, right? And there was that kickback. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was no, one of What's yes, that? yes. To your your question is yeah, I feel I'm 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 figuring it out, right? Like, I'm, like tr- attempting, you know, right. I'm it's addressed. But think about it, right? Like, my perspective changed on it because I felt that, and then as I looked into it more, and I would I would listen to people, you know, podcasts or things, or study some of the teachers. It's like, dude, the mind is everything. Like you cater to your fucking body exactly the way you need to cater to your body to do what you need to do, mm-hmm. right? So you're a, you're a kicker. So everything you do is to make sure that you can continue kicking at the highest level. Mm-hmm. How is it how is it on how is it frowned upon or even shunned off to train this? Right. It's and everything. That, and that's why it's like even if you're even if you're not quote unquote searching, right. it's like, why not educate? Like just learn. But even, yeah, like it, even I've, so, so it would happen to me and I would stop. I would feel myself like once I started the whole idea of like meditation, right? It's a practice, right? So it's like you sucked for years, you know, when you first started as a punter because mm-hmm. you hadn't practiced much right. at all. Yeah. Then you started practicing, 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 got better and better and better, had better and better results. So with meditation, Sucks, and most people quit because they're like, I've nothing. quitted more. I've started and quitted more so than once. Yeah. But my point is, once you, I just had someone articulate it, and I was like, oh fuck, this makes perfect sense. Once you just dedicate to the practice, all of a sudden, like you actually, the, all you wake up, and you're like, you know, like four months later of doing it, and like you're actually doing yeah. it at a high level, and then your life is coinciding, and that's affirming that this is working. Right. You know what I mean? So now, like, I write down every day, I have a a daily checklist. And, like, the old me would have been like, you're a dork. You <laughs> know what I mean? The old me would have made fun. Like, well, you're a pussy. What do you you got to write down. To, you know what I mean? But I do it. And still, to your point, when things are going great, sometimes I taper off. I'm in such a good mood. I'm flying fucking high, doing whatever. Then it starts to come back. And then once I've gone, that's happened enough to where i just been like, nah, do it every day. And that's where I've been able, like, my moods changed ten- tenfold. Cause I, w- I was always a nice guy, you know, and friendly and shit, but like, just so many things about my personality as I look back, like, it was just some shit like around you, ed- kind of rough around like, the edges and like e- egomaniacal, even if I wasn't like being an asshole object, like outwardly, like, even the way I would hear someone saying something, I'd have like an egomaniacal way of like deciphering it. I know what you're about. You know yeah, what I mean? But like where, where, where it hit for me was like when I started just actually just dedicating to the practice. And like, bro, I try to, every guy I come in here, I try to bully the athletes into meditating that don't. Because like I've felt, you feel like this, like, I'm telling you, bro. You feel I know. I, I've, I've yet to get to that point. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to start bullying you and like texting you and being like, you gotta meditate today, now, right now. A lot of dudes do do it though. <laughs> Sam, meditation time now. Se- take a video and at. fucking send it yeah. to me after you're done. Um, <laughs> but the way you, you put it like that though, like and like as athletes, if you put it as almost like, okay, I need to get better at this. I want to be good at this. Like I'm gonna practice. Yeah. At, like in that perspective, 
it makes it easier. That's why I put it like that to athletes because that's how it got through to me. Yeah. And of it's, course you suck at it. You never do it. And then I'm like, you know what I mean? But I got like, all this free time. I was just in the off like, season. I was, I'm fortunate enough. What I was gonna get to. Why would I not work on that your, shit? And like your position. Yeah. Like you got a lot of you got a lot of downtime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how many times you're gonna you're gonna fucking kick it? You know? Like yeah. there there's there's it's like pitching. It's and like, like you said. You know, there's so much mental to like the waiting around and the technicality of your position. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's just like when you were saying it, I was thinking like, man, I wonder if he meditates because like I, I think it will help you, a lot. Um, and like, really like there's there's multiple forms of it, but like you could start with an app and it's just all you do is like start introducing your mind to like I think I've shutting been paying, down. I think I've been paying for an app for like six months now. <laughs> I've been there. I haven't signed up I've for been it. there. I've been there. Yes. Yeah. So you've tried a few different times to meditate. Yeah, but never, I haven't really put a hundred percent into it yet. Right. But I'm going to, I'm, 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 I want to, I want to get good at it though. I'm going like, to commit to it. I'm going to challenge Do you. it. Actually for real, hold me to it. Yeah. We Cause I'll fig- just quit. We gotta again. figure out a way. Yeah, dude. Gotta figure out a way. Tell you what. Where are we on time? Kilmer? Oh, fuck. We're flying. Let's take a pee break, and then we'll do another, like, 15 minutes. Cool. We're talking about a lot of, we're talking about a lot of kicking balls, but I, we're getting right into our spot. Take a pee break. <laughs> we'll be right back with You Never Know, You Know What I Mean, right after this urination break. Well, if you're bored in the house and you're in the house bored, why not play with your balls? I think we're all running out of stuff to play with. Our sponsor, today, our sponsor today is Manscaped, and it's here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Now, Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to this beautiful product, the Lawnmower 3.0. Um, I can say from experience, this thing is a dandy. Uh, they used to call me old Johnny Cotton Balls. I uh, used to have a lot of hair down there, come out with some nicks. I've been uh, scotch-free ever since crossing over to the Manscaped Lawnmower. Um, look, quarantine's a challenging time. But there's also a lot of free time, so go ahead and get your hygiene in order, and uh, your partner will uh, really appreciate a clean playing area. Um, look, you get 20% off with free shipping using the code YNK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using our code YNK. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Use Manscaped. Um, you never, you never know. Did uh have you seen any of this Astro shit, the cheating shit in baseball? Very, I've I've I obviously seen like the headlines, but I'm not educated. Pretty wild, yet. pretty wild. Tell, you tell it, t- tell me what you think about it. Tor shit. It's the worst cheating scandal in the history of sports. So wh- let me ask you, why because spring training just started? So it's it's getting talked about again. No, it just got, just broke. This this whole investigation is unfolding now, and they gave some half-ass punishment today. Like I got a bunch of homies in the league, obviously. Um, I had a few friends on that team. They're, they're finishing them, it with the, the investigation on the players because they already reprimanded the team and everything, right? <sighs> I think the players are getting off pretty easy, man. It's some fucked up shit. It's a slippery slope, though, because you're not able to prove exactly who who knew who was doing sure. it. Sure. You know, like, they're, there's, they're able to claim, like, it was organizationally, you know, um, put into place. Like, there's just there's just very interesting thing that like it's never been seen but like dude pete rose is banned from going inside a stadium he's one I of the know. best players of all time because he gambled on himself winning right there was never one they never found one thing where he's true he threw a game he was just gambling yeah we're gonna win and that's you know that's against the rules what have you whatever you know but like bro this is bro 
I don't even know how to compare it to football. See, it'd be, that's my, it'd be that's like my... if you like I get that there's you know the I get that the Patriot like there's been things like with film and like you know like it could be Bush League or whatever, but like knowing what pitch is coming, it'd be like you could grab a great college baseball player, good college hitter, good high high level, right. put him in the big leagues, which is a whole other bracket. And he could hit guys if he knew it was coming. I mean, it makes sense. It sounds like it would be. Like, it's a, it's like big time ripoff. Like, uh-huh. it's one thing to like, and sign stealing is part of the game, but like using technology, yeah, to do it and like, dude, it's fucked up. And they went on and won. They they won. They, want, they won it. But like motherfucker, like bro, motherfucker so they, made a hundred million they're not dollars up, because they're not of these of that, these though. years. They keeping the trophy. They're not vacating it. And like this fucking idiot commissioner was like. Oh, yeah, it's a piece of metal, you know? Like, he referenced the fucking trophy as a piece of metal. That's a PR nightmare. It's like, bro, this is what everyone in the league, every, they poured everything they have in their lives to this goal. Yeah, dude. He called I, it a piece of metal. It's crazy. They're, they're, it's in shambles. The baseball thing is in shambles. Like, the, the players, all the best players, I saw players are, pissed. are speaking out. Yeah. It'd be like if, if Tom Brady was like, fuck this shit. This shit is whack. They should be... You know what I mean? Like, the biggest guys in the sport are like naysaying the commissioner completely naysaying the whole how they handled it and what the punishments are it's fucked up it's nuts it's fucked up integrity of the game integrity of the game for sure it's just like when i like asking athletes in general i don't even know how to football is one of those things but what are ways of cheating in football really like obviously you can film you know like i get the you know you can fucking try to film the practice or get figure out what plays they're going to run. I couldn't tell you. Really. I mean, I guess it's similar to like knowing exactly what every play they're going to run, but or I don't it would just that, be is steroids. that even possible? I think this like PEDs. Steroids, yeah, yeah, it's like but that's any sport. Are guys really not juicing in the NFL? Those guys are all natural. I I dude, you're asking a punter. The hell? Yeah. I know I'm pretty sure there's no specialist juice in the league. I don't, I I don't know. I've never obviously been seen it or been around it or it's heard just, of it. The football guys are a different fucking breed, man. I know, but I I'm, think that's I'm fucking, why they're NFL I'm, players. I'm, I'm literally got like I've I found out I have like some cracks in my vertebrae. I've had back pain. <laughs> yeah, I I still do since Cameron Hayward decleated me in 2013. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. Yeah. yeah, but dude, I've never gotten I never played football, and I just you know I, I pitched. Like I said, I was very like jumpy off the mound, and they were saying like the action, like throwing and reaching out, it's like stressful for your vertebrae, whatever. But I'm like fucking playing beer pong and sitting in front of the computer for ten hours, and I can barely get out of bed some days. Maybe I don't that's get why. How these NFL Maybe that's why. <laughs> this guy, especially man. No, Fuck. that doesn't we'll make it. it doesn't make that any guy's s- not even human. Doesn't make there. any sense what he does. A lot of fast twitch muscle fiber over there. I don't get it. A lot of torque. A lot of. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for kicking your ass in beer pong. I mean, not beer pong, ping pong. You haven't kicked my ass in beer pong. I will if you want. If you want to hang. I don't around. think you have though. Yeah, it's just like. I- is that yeah, up for grabs? That, you see that belt what? right there? They don't what? give that to just anybody. Actually, they do. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> we can make another. There's a reason it's still here. Let's say that. Well, I got people come and challenge me all the time. All right. Let's put it this way. Fuck it. Do you, are you a beer pong guy? You like it? You enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. Can I played I, a lot of it in college. I, you know how I challenge you to meditate? I'm going to challenge you to start sprinkling some beer pong. Now, you're a grown-ass man. Got a ping pong table. Yeah, you're a grown-ass man. Like you, You're going to... You guys party... You pick your spots in the season. You have nights where you throw back some beers with the guys, right? Correct? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's one of those things where it's very casual. It's physically taxing sport. And yeah, like yeah, Drinking yeah. and partying is fucking horseshit for it. Right. But, you know, you have your off day after the game or you have your fucking bye week. Don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, 
I'm going to challenge you to play a little beer pong. And here's why. <laughs> Post is really the reason we got super into beer pong. Now, I play more beer pong than I ever played. Like, college, combined, I anything. feel like you're playing hella beer pong A lot right of now. beer pong. But what I will say about the game is I've played a lot of sports. Like, I played basketball, baseball. That's actually, it's not a lot. It's two. But I played sports my whole fucking life. <laughs> Ton of sports. But what, I'm, what I mean by a lot of sports is, like, when I wasn't playing basketball, I was playing baseball. Right, of course. The only time I, I wasn't mean. was sleeping or at school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, now you got back pain from too much beer pong. Just yeah, my vertebrae. That'll do it. Um, and carrying the team on my back as much as Post is. Post is a good beer pong player. He's gonna hate if he ever sees this. But you're good beer pong player. No, no. Let me put it this way. He's even if it's it's intangibles. So let me explain. <laughs> the tangibles, like you can measure, like oh, he he hits five six cups every game. Intangibles are like people get rattled when they play against Post. Of course. So he's he brings like, it, he he's brings like Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? He's like he the coolest motherfucker element. ever, and he's like very mystic, mystical. Like he's a mystical creature. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't know what the hell he's going to do next or say or what he's thinking. Like it's a sneaky get, partner. People, yeah, it's sneaky. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what I was, my whole point is yeah, I'm probably a little better than him tangibly, but what I'm saying is like, beer pong is the most humbling. There's a humbling element to it and i can't speak there's probably some guys out there i see viral videos where they hit like 20 in a row and i'm like i couldn't do that right but what i'm saying is like there's some nights the ball just goes in every goddamn time and i'm like of course it's going in i'm, I'm the greatest ever one of the greatest to ever do it i can't wait till we play but i can't wait till we play now. yeah but like then dude there's nights the same night i was playing with johnny manzel the other night he was carrying me and i had a bad little bitch right here and I was trying my best. I mean, I was I got after it early, so you didn't talk yourself there, up. There's, you didn't. there's, well, I mean, bro, it's like a running joke. Like everyone comes here to play beer pong, just to beat you. Yeah, it's like a running. It's kind of like the vibe. We, right. We're never not playing beer pong when people come over. We're not all like standing around. Like no. there's always someone. All right, playing let's beer play pong. BP. You know what yeah, I mean? It's just yeah. part of it. It's, it's like the ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, <laughs> you know it's just I mean? normal. There's something about hearing the, the balls ricochet and a little banter in the background and just get, get if you don't hear up. it that something's wrong you're like what the right fuck? you're just not like it's Where's... one of those subtle like ah it feels good to be here again you know what i mean yeah. just <laughs> balls going in people drinking a little laughs anyways what i'm saying is like i have nights where i'm just fucking trapped like he was carrying me for three in a row and i was trying don't try i was trying so hard That's i had problem, a bad little dude. thing right there i was she had me worked up she had a little dress on it was and i i was horseshit like I, I, I was one of the worst. Like if you watch those three games, you probably walked away and like, hey, guy's not good at beer pong. <laughs> like I, I heard about this legend, and then she and left. He let me down. It was probably her, and I texted her after, and I was like, you can't come over here and turn me on while I'm playing. I was, I was, I was yeah. just, I was rattled. But, you want to get banned from here quickly? You fuck up your your beer pong. Yeah, no, nah, she, she's not getting banned no matter what she does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, as soon as she left, bad. I was carrying Johnny. You know what I mean? You're back. Yeah. But like, it's like one of those things where multiple times it's happened. So I respect, it makes you respect the game. Right. Cause like, if you keep you for coming you're back, too high on your britches, it's like no a life doubt. lesson beer pong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, we'll definitely keep, play. Have keep, we never played? We've never played. That's horseshit. Unless we did in Atlanta on like That's the horseshit. on the counter or something. Atlanta, what a good time. What a vibe. What a fucking time. <laughs> Big Sky, baby. Shout out, Big Sky. Um, So we talked out there and it was, talking about like when you have a girlfriend and you're actually in a, you know playing yeah. a sport yeah 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 i mean granted it's not a fucking you're not a you're not in a savage mode like as a punter you're not it's not 
like Danny has to deal with where it's like ready to rock, like ready for fucking hard, you know what I mean? Hard hits, no. full explode, you know what I mean? That type of vibe. And we talked about it. And there's a, there's an element to it. I had a, I had one girlfriend before Josie. I had one girlfriend at Duke. And it had nothing to do with my injury, obviously. It kind of, the injury birthed the opportunity where I like looked around and kind of settled with a girlfriend. But we talked about a domesticated house cat where it's like you, you kind of, and, and I think athletes, I've had a few athletes on and touched on a little bit, but there's, there's elements to a domesticated lifestyle, especially when you're coming out of just being a fucking single bachelor athletic guy who obviously, you know, girls are into and you're traveling and you, you have that, there's a certain little savagery that comes in, you know what I mean? That comes with it where when you went into a relationship and, and beyond like actually, you know, competing and playing, what do you feel like the, do you feel like the, that was an actual challenge or was it something, do you feel that as a, even a punter where you were like, no, I think, I think you can, well, yeah, it's definitely different. Let me start with that. It Being is. a punter. Yeah. yeah it's definitely it's not, it's a little, yeah. You know I mean? It's, it's a very like unique situation, like right. niche there. So, um, it's he, Danny it could be helpful, like to be calm and like, yeah. So it's like, I think the, what those, what like other actual football players are enduring is like. This, they're studying a lot. They got their face in the playbook. They, they, you, like, need a, you need, she needs, a, she needs, a, like, it's so one it's of like those I, things where they, they need to understand that there's so much that goes into, there's so much time and, yeah. and bro, don't, and, and again, I'm not as a punter as much, but so much time goes into like the preparation for your body, your mind, you know, preparation just, for games. It's just like, it's like a constant grind. The profession is as it is. Like, it is. like you know, a lot, a lot of jobs are it's traveling, you, yeah, non-stop. traveling and the pressure in general. Right. So just like the the te- the, the tension wise pressure, right? Um, again, not sp- speaking not not as a punter, but right. for, <laughs> a, feel a real you. football player. I feel you. Um, but yeah, I think there's you could look at it either way. It's like you need to just kind of let it go, let it fly, or or the complete opposite. It's, it's like anything else we've been talking about, though. You go with your instinct on it. Yeah, you go with your no instinct. On it. I I mean, bro, I came out fucking couldn't have been more revved up to i was like fucking in la fire just moved to la like oh we're gonna fucking run it up you know (laughs) bump into my girlfriend one of the four or five months in being in la that was it game over there there was no there was no calculation to it obviously but it's just like an instinct yeah you know what i mean exactly yeah so again probably not as applicable as a punter it probably felt like you were pretty poised and relaxed half the time and it probably played into it It it's just you know it's like like compared to a pitcher earlier you know it's like yeah. i have my i kick on this day i don't you know i kind of just chill for a while starting pitcher yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah so exactly like, so now i guess we're going into your eighth year you want to play for a little bit longer where do you feel like uh i mean i know you say you want to stay in detroit but are there times where or i guess when you look at the next chapter of your life are you looking at things on a bigger scale as far as like have you even have you i don't i, I ask athletes this all the time and it's pretty all over the place like some guys are like yeah i'm already thinking you know and some guys are like not at all you know what i mean where like this is what it, when you're doing something at a high level right it requires all of your attention and your passion and that's you know that that comes with it obviously yeah. but when you're when you're looking at your life at least right now can you articulate where you see where you see or where you want to go no that's like part of like my my what i'm working on right now like what i'm trying to figure yes. out right now yeah. So I, for sure, like you said, like 100% while you're playing, it's like, okay, it's, this is a short time of your life. Commit, right? right? So I'm not out and like you're at the searching level, for, you know yeah, I mean? I'm like, not out like searching for work, vent, job ventures and shit <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, but I am starting like right now, this off season, I'm starting to just like dabble in some other stuff. Like I'm trying to 
like Lawrence, like shadow some positions at, at, at companies. Like, am I into that? That's maybe cool. I'm not like, like, like creative director type roles. Like I'm looking into that kind of stuff. Like maybe I'd like something like that. Maybe that's cool. Maybe I wouldn't, but I'm just now starting to figure that out. But, right. but cause, cause really it's like, okay, I got, I'm getting old in relative sense. So it's like, I'm going to capitalize Are on this really now. Are you really a punter? I mean, kind of, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, seven years. I mean, sure, punters can play long, but still not average isn't like right. double digits. So, yeah. So, well, so I'm just getting up there. So it's like I should, I want to like capitalize as much as while I'm here doing it, but I'm also a realist and I'm like, okay, I right, don't want right. to be on my ass right when I'm done. So I'm just starting to figure out what I really, what I like. All I've known is sports pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you feel like that's part of the reason why you've kind of been, is it, is it something where you've, I mean, is it something where what those thoughts when you those thoughts start Maybe, to creep in like a purpose type thing yeah. like you know I'm just I kick balls right. what, what else what else do I got yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying but so, I feel like it's a I mean obviously you've been very fucking lucky and you know that like no just, doubt just to be able to no doubt say like, you went like, and did this shit you know yeah no doubt but I'm totally I love let's make that clear like I'm yeah fucking, yeah I love my shit of course but it's like no but this is what I want to like, yeah. this is what you want to hear like it, there's a relatability to this no doubt where, like. Yes, and athletes in particular, you know, athletes in particular are known to like because their whole existence, like they were always the biggest, exactly. the baddest, the best. And like when you are the biggest, the baddest, and the best in your town, it feels like you're the king of the world. And then in your high school, you're the king of the world. And then college, and you know what I mean? And it gets to this point where you're at the highest fucking level, obviously. But, but like there's, there's one of those things where as athletes, like once that goes, and it's a lot of the shit I read, you know, about spirituality and shit. It's just like there's identifying with external, you know, there's external validations, even for your, just for, for sure. your ego. Like, yeah, I'm an NFL player. Yeah, I made this much money. You know what I mean? Like, all those things. But from there, you know, it, it's an interesting, it's an existential conversation with yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Where where does it go next? Indirectly, too. Like, you're the high of being a professional athlete, like trying to chase that feeling right you know like of hitting up when, when i hit a punt out of bounds the Getting one yard cheered line, on by fucking thousands like, of people yeah and you're like directly help yeah. your team like it's a it's a it's a feeling yeah. so what you know you know it's a it's that vibe that you're always trying to chase exactly yeah. Yeah. i mean it's an adrenaline thing for yeah. sure and we obviously feed off it i definitely want like for sure for sure whenever i have that whenever i've had my moments of doubt or just periods of doubt or feeling down i think that was definitely part of it thinking about oh man you know how long will be an artist for like you know mm -hmm. wh what would I, what would it be like next and having those thoughts it is it's one of those things where it's like it's uh it opens up doors of even if you're not searching there's just a in the background of like okay yes the, there is going to be another period there's a cool quote from somebody like every phase every new phase of your life requires a new you right and it's like once you once you like actually buy into that, I saw this another quote I, I tweeted. It was just like, the only change, the, on, the only constant in all of our lives is change. The only constant in, in the universe is just change. Like there's, it's never going to, there's never going to stay the same, but we all resist it. You right. know, it's because yeah. we're, we're so, there, there's comfort in the comfort zone. Of it. That's why it's called the comfort zone. But it's one of those things where like, once I started kind of looking at it more like Accepting that, it. even with my relationship, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into was just like, there's, there's, a, there's a breakthrough there when you realize like every, if you can buy into the notion that like, no, no matter where you are in this phase of your life, no matter what's happening, it's just, it's part of your journey. Exactly, you know what I mean? It's and, like, it's like a sense of like, 
relief. Yeah, like, yeah. It, well, it's and then like back to the don't try. It's just like I'm gonna go where this river takes me. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna fucking try to swim upstream and hold on to a thing and get injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just gonna go where this thing takes me and try to enjoy that fucking ride. Yeah. You know. And that's why I try to, that's why I even bring the whole thing up or I bring even just these thoughts of what's next because like I love to see I love to see like most of the guys I know there's all the athletes we talked about it out there have a very there's buttoned up media that comes mm-hmm. with it but I love to I have access to all these friendships and motherfuckers are layered dynamic people and cool people nothing like kind of you they'd be painted out to be or just that you know, like when, when, you know, the way athletes are put on a pedestal, there's very human elements to all, every one of you motherfuckers. Yeah. That's what I try to bring out of it, you know, the conversation. But it's like, bro. Yeah, well, that makes me, that makes me think like the fine line between like when you're trying to, like, I'm here trying to think about what's next and playing with next, but it takes away from what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if, you know, if, don't try to exactly. figure that shit out. Like no, right now, exactly I'm a punter. Right. I'm I'm loving it. Everything's great. You're like, exactly right. Stop and, thinking and about what's next. Exactly Just, right. Yeah, and that's really what I, if you think about what anxiety is. It is. I know. I know. There's chemical. You know. There's chemical. Um, scientific. There's there's tons of background sure. stuff that could prove. But what I'm saying is like a lot of what people call anxiety today is just like the culture we live in. It's you look around. We have access to everybody's lives. Yeah, you can see what everyone's doing at all the time, and you're seeing their best. Yeah. So automatically, you're comparing, and then you start thinking like, "Oh, how, how do, do I, I do, get right? To that or what or am do I gonna that? do?" You know, like it's one of those things where it breeds it. But that's getting back to the meditation and shit. Like, if you could slow down your thoughts and just like focus on those bigger notions, like exactly what you said. Right. Only thing we have is now. Yeah. And when you're in a great vibe in the now. Your future is going to be better. Exactly. I've talked it about always, it a, a it, bunch. It always works it's just that way. the way it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. So, bro, I mean, I, th- I, f- I don't know. I feel like you're going to have, one, especially because of the meditation, we're going to bring this clip back and when you have an amazing year. But you go as long as you want to go. But you're one of those dudes where, like, you're going to do, a, I feel like you're going to do a million things after. It's going to be Thanks, bro. Great. You're, you're Hopefully sh- with you, man. You're a straight shooter, Steve. Hopefully with you. Yeah. And punters are people. We got to make those t-shirts. Punters are people, too. I think there's some out there, but there's something there. Use your creative shit <laughs> Pat, you guys got going on here. And Pat figure probably has out. some big Pat's punter Pat's got for the brand, like, some really, like, a lot of merchandise yeah. for the brand. What's it, uh, we'll, we'll end on this. What's it like being the punter in the locker room as far as, like, you know, you don't have to fucking engage. Like, there's a little bit of a fraternity within, like, the defense Sure, the sure. offense and then the special teams, obviously. Yeah. But it's like you have probably an amazing vantage point because you see all these guys yeah. fucking. And dude, I I've, I've made it a point in my kicking or being a specialist career to like, okay, I'm not gonna be that kicker that sits in the corner. Like I'm friends exactly. with defensive You're guys, like, yeah. I'm defense offensive guys. Yeah. You know, so it's like I, I really do see all the perspectives. It's fire. pretty funny actually. It's fire. And bro, the real guys, the real guys that go on and do it, and that's what you do, and that's what Danny does. A lot of the guys do that I know. These relationships that you make within the league and within the partnerships and shit that gets funneled to you guys, it's it's what your next your next phase. It just and I ask that just because to bring up the thoughts about it in the discussion. But the next phase works itself out if you're being a good fucker in this phase, right? Where you build all these relationships with these guys and they're gonna have companies and things. And you go here and do this and partner there and do all this shit. It's just yeah. it's a network thing. Yeah. But you guys with have access to a fucking insane network. Yeah. Freaking lucky as hell. Yeah. yeah. You're living a lucky life, Steve. Hey, man. Tell you what, it's good shit. 
Are you, uh, do you think about your existence here as far as like, are you, are you I know we've talked about, we'll keep it off the record, but um, your existence on, on planet Earth, are you even, are you thinking about that at all? Not that deep. Yeah. No. It's like, I, when I mean existence on planet Earth, just like, I, do you ever like, bro, it happened to me and I would never, I would think this is like hippie talk a few years ago, really. But I'm telling you, bro, I, sometimes I've literally, I had a night where I looked at the stars, so I was out in Joshua Tree looked out at the stars and was like, this shit is nuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when, yeah. when you kind of see it a little bit bigger, I was always just in the I athlete, mean, yeah, of course it's in the like athlete a, bubble. Yeah. It's it will like happen. thought about. It will happen. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. It will happen. But it's it's like, that's where I it got, I started, stopped worrying about like trivial shit as much. It feels, things feel a little more good, like man. trivial when you think it's, we're living on a fucking rock we're all just living life on a rock guys yeah my boy my boy, my boy this, to this dude hardy i'll play it for you guys off it's not my i would play it. it's not my song to play it's it's a the song's called a rock and he like puts all of life in four minutes and that's the final and it's a song yeah he's like when you're a kid I, can, I don't even know it's not my song i don't want to fucking give away the concept but it's nuts but yeah bro that's how yeah when we when you, I can't wait for all you motherfuckers to retire. I'm gonna take you on this. I'm gonna take you on my journeys with me. A big Steve. As soon as you guys Steve retire, it's the first thing we're doing. We're going to the Steven, the Stevenson, yeah, the Steve, uh, Steve retreat for sure. That's what it is for washed Man. up NFL alum. Uh, well, not washed up. <laughs> Storied, storied Just veterans. Just getting started. Storied <laughs> veterans, baby. Um, but man, thank you so much for doing this. And Dude, thanks you guys for having are fucking me. sweethearts for coming over and doing it. And not, I mean. I love you guys. When when when's the next time? I mean, you leave what in a and within this month? Yeah, I'm gonna or, come yeah, by. Yeah. I'm gonna come by to the crib, but we're also are. we'll probably play a little beer pong before you get out of town. Fact. And we'll probably sprinkle, be, we'll probably sprinkle it in our episode at the end if we can. Perfect. Just me hitting the last cup on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> That's you, bro. Not gonna exist. Thank you so much. Thank man. you, brother. Love you, man. Love you, Stevie.